all and welcome to A Little Bit Unfiltered, A Little Bit of Production. We're so glad you're here. I'm Sarah. And I'm Molly. And on this podcast, we'll be taking an unfiltered look into what happiness and success means for entrepreneurs, influencers, and change makers, including ourselves. We don't profess to be experts on these subjects, so we'll be learning just as much as you do as we go. No Photoshop, Facetune, or filters here. Introducing A Little Bit Unfiltered. This is our first episode. Can you believe it? I, I cannot, but also can. Like, long time coming, <laughs> but so excited to be here. Oh my gosh. I know. Well, it kind of felt like we knew this day was coming, but we didn't think we would get yeah, here. Yeah, honestly. Like, you know? And we're like just like such, I don't know, like little giddy beans that it's just like so funny, like being here now. I don't know. I know. And we're recording this so close to Christmas, but it kind of feels like Christmas morning, to be honest. Honestly. <laughs> Like, this is my present. Yeah, for real. Very exciting, very exciting. Amazing. Um, I I think, like, we should talk a little bit, like, at the beginning. Just, like, we're... We honestly, like, pushed our timeline up so much for this podcast. Like, we started a little bit of, like, if you don't know either of us, we started a little bit of the Inclusive Lifestyle Collective in April. Um... And we honestly didn't think we'd be doing a podcast this soon, but we're so glad we are because we just realized, why wait? We want to reach you all now. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I feel like we always were like, yes, we want to start a podcast. Like, it's in our plan. But we just, like, always were like, oh, well, we could do this, and then we could do this. And we were sort of focusing on other things. And then with, like, the pandemic, we were kind of like, let's just start a podcast. Like, it's something simple that we can do, and we have so much we want to say. So, yeah, I definitely agree. Like, just kind of sort of happened, and it's very exciting. Mm -hmm. And this episode, we're probably going to do a little bit of rambling. Definitely. I'm conscious every time I say a little bit of, it's like a little light bulb goes off in my brain. I know, it's our, one of our favorite know. phrases. We just always like drop it now. Yeah, <laughs> subconsciously. Um, but we'll introduce a little bit more structure and format as we go on. But we want you all to get to know us today on this episode so you know who the heck you're listening to as we go along in hopefully many seasons to come. Yeah, hopefully. Cross our fingers. <laughs> Cross our fingers. Manifesting, um, manifesting. <laughs> yeah, why don't we start with like little intros of ourselves so like we can just like break down like who we are, uh, how we got started with a little bit of, we could talk about a little bit of. I think that that would really like help our audience get to know us. I agree. Do you want to go first? Sure. Um, so my name is Molly. I am from Connecticut. Um, I know we want to talk about sort of how we met, but we're going to really break that down on a future episode. So stay tuned. Um, but I'm from Connecticut. I've lived here my whole life. And I recently, well, not that recently, I graduated from the University of Connecticut in May 2019. So a while back, but it feels so recent because of the whole pandemic you know time flies um right now i'm working as a boutique manager at francesca's um a good plug it has really good dresses and gift items <laughs> for the holiday season but this is going to be posted after the holiday season so like next holiday <laughs> um, start planning 12 months in advance <laughs> yeah yeah planning 12 months in advance is a great idea um, I have lots of pets. I'm a big pet person. I have a fish and a dog and a cat. So it's pretty exciting That's a here. Lot. I, I don't know what don't else to like say that... about I don't think I knew that you had a dog. You don't know I have a dog? Oh my god, did I pull the picture? It? Yeah, you might have, and maybe I just forgot. I feel like I associate I'm pulling your up other a photo so much. Oh my gosh, this is like breaking news you didn't First know i episode. had a dog I, it's a big dog right yeah she's a big dog <gasps> yes i definitely yes i don't yeah. know why i forgot about she's that she's like as tall as me yes okay yeah wow. so that's my dog um yeah i love animals one day i hope to have a lot of chickens kind of weird but it's in the I, plan. 
I was watching a kids baking championship episode yesterday and there was a kid like they're all like nine through 13 and one of them said if I win I'm gonna buy chickens my parents won't let me get chickens but if I win $25,000 that's what I'm gonna do and I feel like that is very much your energy oh yeah no it is do you want to tell our listeners about Adam oh yeah sure (laughs) <laughs> I, don't, I don't include him in my intro because I'm an independent woman. Um, he, yes, you are. <laughs> he's just part of the little story. Yes, yeah, so I do have a boyfriend. His name mm-hmm. is Adam. Um, he's going to be a math teacher. He's in his master's program right now. And he's obsessed with sports. <laughs> yes, I, I want us to mention best. Adam because I feel like he's like a silent partner in all of this. Whenever we have our work FaceTimes, he's always there, like chipping yeah. in. And I feel like he's an integral yeah, he's third member like, of our team. He's usually sitting like right there <laughs> and just yeah. like just waiting to like pop in with like whatever he wants to say. Like for all we know, in the future, he'll be like sitting right there, like during a podcast, and like he'll be like, "Oh hey, yes. like I have yep. this thing to say." <laughs> So just so you know, we that's who Adam is. He's just... <laughs> yes, because I Sometimes. feel like that's also a good part of our dynamic. Oh, yeah. You give, you guys give me good relationship advice that I never use. Or it goes terribly. Yeah. It's know? like meh, meh <laughs> relationship <laughs> advice. <laughs> it's so good. You're like the resident person who knows how to talk about like couples and relationships out of like our facetime friend group whenever yeah. we like facetime it's like you me brooke lizzie we always are like molly molly do you know what to do in this situation yeah which is like the worst thing ever because i just like stumbled into a relationship and that is my best advice to everybody this podcast is not about relationships but if <laughs> i was to give some it's just to like let it happen you know what i mean like it will and if you put too much like pressure on it or like i don't know if you obsess over too much or anything like that or overthink it it's just like you might screw it up honestly and probably something's gonna fall into your lap anyway so just like let it happen Mm -hmm. I don't know I can I can definitely attest to the overthinking and obsessing (laughs) yeah I mean and that's how I was like for the longest time too I feel like everyone is but like then just one day you're like oh shoot I'm gonna marry this person and then the rest is history (laughs) like so I stop crying before we um, even start this episode. Um, <laughs> I feel like I should talk about myself, maybe. Oh, yeah. Is that Let's it? talk yeah. about Sarah. Let's yeah. stop talking about me. <laughs> I feel like I talk so much that so you know who this voice is. Um, yeah. Yes. So I'm Sarah. I am currently recording in Vermont, but I live in Washington, D.C., with my amazing roommate and her dog, um, who I have somewhat adopted. I see him as my child, even though all I do is walk him. Um, And yeah, so I went to school in DC. I graduated from George Washington in May. Oh my God, that feels like two years ago. So I graduated during a pandemic. So all my pandemic graduates, I've got you. Um, And I actually just started a new job. Um, as we're doing this, I just finished up my first week at um, Levick. It's a global crisis communications firm based out of DC, and I love it so far. Um, I definitely wanted to do crisis. I wanted to be like Olivia Pope my whole life, um, minus all the scandal. Um, but I. Really excited yeah, to be doing you this heard podcast. That. Yeah. She's gonna marry the future president of the United States. <laughs> or maybe I will be the president of the United States and I will have the scandal. And, and you'll marry like your problem solver? Yes. I will like marry my Wait, this means you're gonna con. cheat on your husband. We don't support that. We don't support that. Maybe I'll be the first like single president. I feel like I will be president of the United States before I'm in a committed relationship. Um, <laughs> Sarah, I'm is, sorry, but you at like 35 being president of the United States, not in a relationship yet, you would die. <laughs> like, I don't even know. Like, oh my yeah, gosh. I can't see it. <laughs> so if you haven't figured it out, I am very single. 22 years of singleness. We're going to sort of skip over some good blips uh, there. But So I'm going to say that I've been single for 22 years. Um, <laughs> but I definitely um, look up to Molly and Adam lots. But I am happy being single. We're going to have some fun with that on this podcast. We are not a relationship podcast, but I am 
fully willing to be the single lady here. <laughs> and um, yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about how we met. I feel like that's good. I don't like much talking about myself, but um, even though I do it so much. Um, but and you'll be getting to know us later on in this podcast, but I think we should tell our listeners a little bit about how we met. Um, I'll let, I don't know. Do you want to do it? Do I want to do it? We're going to do a whole podcast about our yeah, perspectives like of how we met. Yeah, I feel like it's hard because we both have, like, such different perspectives of how we met, but also, like, I mean, it's the same story, but from totally different, like, eyes, which is so just interesting. And I also, like... I don't know, have you ever seen those, like, this is off topic, but ever have you ever seen those YouTube videos of people, like, in a relationship, like, talking about the two different ways, like, they met? Yeah, and it's, it's like, totally all, different. Yeah, and I don't know, I really, like, want to do something like that for the podcast. I think that is just so interesting. Yes, we will totally get into that. I guess the yeah. bare bones of it is, is it two years now? Over a year ago. Uh, it's like a year and a half because we met in July. Yes. So we met in July of 2019 at, um, a conference for influencers in New York City um, and we were both members of this influencer collective um, and I guess I you can tell the rest of it yeah yeah <laughs> I can jump in yeah so basically we just like that we had um, we're both very friendly people so we sort of just like I guess we're sitting next to each other and just like clicked um, and then after that sort of just it was like eight or nine out eight hours I guess of just like Mm -hmm. sort of coming back to each other we were both there on our own I think yes so I didn't have anyone else there that I was like friends with or that I knew so I kind of just like kept going back to her um it's just like someone needed to be like oh like what do you think about this what do you think about this whatever whatever and then after that we exchanged numbers um and then like on my birthday (laughs) a few weeks later Wait, was it July? It had to have been June. It was definitely June. I totally remember that. Oh, okay. So, yeah, actually, yeah, you're definitely right. It was definitely June. But then on my birthday, which is in July, I just sort of had, I don't know, I was probably drunk. Let's be real. I'm over 21 (laughs) here. I love this origin story so much. I'm 23, so this is fine. I might look 12, but I'm 23. So I think I just, like, texted you and was like, oh, my God, like, I just had this weird feeling. And we had talked about this a little bit at the conference, too, that there's just so many, like, collectives related to, like, influencers and, like, creating and, like, content creation, just bloggers that are so... I don't know what how to explain it. I don't know. We just didn't feel like the community was inclusive enough. At least I didn't. And I thought there was just so many creators that their voice was sort of not being heard because of these cliques, I would say, of like creators that all look to the same and all have the same background and like the same story. And I wanted to sort of elevate those voices and like get them heard and help them reach like brands and find partnerships and have their own community where they could build each other up and so I just reached out to Sarah and was kind of like hey like let's start a business together I don't think I said all that I think I literally it was just like do I start a business with me or something like that yep it was totally like a two-sentence text <laughs> I was like hey like it was like great seeing you at the conference like a month ago do you want to start a business together <laughs> yeah yeah it was definitely something like very simple and like I'm just gonna see because I'm also the kind of person that is like a total people person I don't have a partner I'm probably not gonna do it (laughs) like I need someone to like get me along and like think it's a good idea too so yeah I just was like she would be a great person and I felt like she probably had the same feelings I did because we had talked about them at the conference so yeah that's how like we met and how little bit of got started Yes, and fun fact, I think the only picture, I don't think we even, we have like one picture together and it's from that conference. I don't even think it's a picture, I think it's a boomerang. 
Yes, because I know I have one boomerang and I've posted it on your birthday twice because it's the only picture I have of you. And I think we have... Yes, because we really got to know each other at this post-conference happy hour and that's where we met a lot of creators and um, a lot of us were aging out of this influencer group. And um, I, I love that story so much. I love telling it to people because I think it, like the way everything unfold, unfolded was like so like so us like as we've gone along like I think it's been so just like totally like how we've worked and because after that with being in two states and I was in my senior year of college we did everything virtually we did FaceTimes and that's how we built this website and it kind of paid off because now we're still virtual and we have to be virtual because of COVID and um and then we launched the website in April (laughs) which was crazy thinking about it and that's what Weird eight months ago yeah and it was like right as covid was starting and then it was right before the black lives matter movement resurfaced yeah and i think that made us think even more deeply about this and how how we need to proceed as a collective that is about being inclusive and really doubling down on that and it seemed like sort of a perfect storm of everything And I think kind of transitioning into what made us want to start this podcast and the theme of unfiltered is, I think if you're on social media, you've definitely seen a lot more people talk about how they're being unfiltered on social media and it's not so much these polished images because you can't really go to all of these places anymore, even eight months in, and take these really... Um, sort of glamorous shots that you were able to and people are really showing like the hardships of living through a global pandemic and I think that's something that Molly and I have really always been transparent with about and like been transparent about with each other is sort of peeling back that BS and that yes like we're I think Molly is much more of an influencer than I am. Like, you've done branded partnerships. I like to consider myself. I just take pretty pictures. Um, (laughs) But I think it's you take all of those branded photos and you take all of that stuff and then Instagram doesn't really show your life and I think it's so important to actually like double down on that and really get into how the people that we admire have become successful and have stayed successful during a pandemic because a lot of times you don't see that hard work behind the scenes like yes we published this I'm biased but this beautiful website in April but a lot of people didn't get to see the hard work that we put into that, and that's how a lot of things work. And a lot of like the sleepless nights that week before <laughs> launch and making sure everything's perfect. I think that's kind of what we want to highlight on here is our journey as humans, but also as entrepreneurs and a little bit of co-founders. But also that's why we want to talk to people and ask how they got where they are, because this is just the beginning for us. Mark our words. This is the first of many, many episodes, but I think that'll also be something that we want to dive into. We're going to do sort of like a shallow dive today of our journeys with social media and why that sort of led to our theme of unfiltered. Um, So, yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree. And like, to your point about how like, we talked about this a little bit with the podcast, how little bit of .co, like, is all about elevating, like, other people's voices and really um, finding influencers, creators, entrepreneurs, business owners that maybe need a little bit of a boost or are looking for a community of people that can sort of have their back and support them and um, help them, like, brainstorm partner with, things like that. That's what, like, little bit of .co is about. It's really about doing something for others, whereas um, a little bit unfiltered is really a place for us to sort of just talk and learn and um, meet with all these people and get to know them and sort of share our stories. So it's a little more like we don't want to go on a little bit of .co and make it about us. It's not about us. Whereas like here we can really just like dive deep into like our inner like thoughts and sort of talk about those, which is really fun and exciting. Mm hmm. And I think that I'm so excited for that and to really go into the things that, like, we don't post about. And that's why we went with the tagline of no Photoshop Facetune or filters here. 
um, because, I mean, I use Lightroom filters and Lightroom presets, but we talk about this a lot, about the sort of damaging effects of, like, Photoshop and Facetune. And yeah. Molly, you have such an interesting journey with this. I forget what you told me the other week about, like, we, how we you know like how to so- pose. Yeah, we were talking about how... Like, obviously, Facetune is, like, a thing. Everyone knows about Facetune and how you can sort of shape your body with Facetune. But the thing is, and, like, I'm sure people have seen this, too, like, you can also shape your body totally just, like, with posing. And, Mm -hmm. like, in the past, I have been called out by people that are important to me for photos where they thought I was Facetuning my legs to make them smaller. And I... I wasn't. I had just learned how to totally like turn my legs sideways to make them look skinnier. And it's not a comfortable position, (laughs) but Mm -hmm. I like just had done it in the past, like in photos and noticed it and been like, oh, when I do that, that looks like I'm thin. So I'm just going to keep doing that. And I don't know, it was just really hurt when like someone said that because I always had sort of pride myself on not using Facetune because I was, I mean, I worked at Aerie like growing up, which is all about like not photoshopping or anything like that. So I always was like the same way. And I was like, oh my gosh, but I'm literally doing it with just like my action. Like mm-hmm. I'm basically using like the physical Facetune to change yes. my body for this photo and look unrealistic, which I know like models pose, like obviously that's like part of the whole thing, but I don't know. I just didn't like that. It made me feel icky. Yeah, because I think there's so much of a pressure to look a certain way and have these different proportions because you see all these standards. Like, even when we were growing up, I feel like we weren't growing up in the age of, like, Addison Ray and Madison Beer and, like, all of these, like, teenagers in, like, early 20s that, like, don't look that age. They look so much older and... Yeah. Um, I think we still have those just in different forms and you see all of these people who get all of the likes on Instagram and all of the comments and like comments have always been a thing for me like when people comment about how beautiful a girl or a woman is and you're like why don't I get those comments and yeah, I think definitely. it just it makes you want to sort of change the way you pose or position your body in a picture Um, And I think that's something, like, we could do a whole episode, and we probably will, about, like, standards. Um, Yeah, it's so interesting that you said that we, like, didn't grow up with them, because I remember genuinely really wanting to look like Kylie Jenner, like, before, like, when Kylie Jenner, I mean, I'm the same age as Kylie, like, we, I mean, I think you're, like, a year younger. Yeah. I am the same age as her, and I remember when she was younger, like, when she, like, before, like, the lip filler and all that, like, that's, I wanted to look like her. Like, Mm -hmm. she, I mean, she was, like, rich and famous and, like, had everything she wanted, so I was, like, oh, I want to be her. And now it's so interesting to me because, obviously, she looks so different and, like, has lip filler and, obviously, I'm not going to go into the details of, like, whatever she's had done, but I'm sure there's stuff in Teach Their Own. Everyone should do what they feel is right for them, but Mm -hmm. it's just weird to me now because I'm, like, wow, I thought she was so perfect and, like, Clearly, like, she had her own battles that she was going on, going, like, through. So, Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's just, like, interesting to me that, like, you said that you didn't feel like you grew up with them as much, but I definitely did. Like, I definitely had people that I was like, I want to look like them. Yeah. And I think Especially because I look nothing like her. Yeah. And it's crazy, though, because I feel like... Kylie doesn't even look like Kylie used to. Like, when you look at pictures and it's like, I feel like that's more attainable still gorgeous and I think that's something that should also be said um like for yeah, I mean me, I she's don't know. gorgeous in both forms <laughs> like. exactly and I think for me honestly like in high school it was more comparing myself to other people that I knew and oh, other people yeah. that I knew on social media which was really interesting I don't think I had that comparison that I definitely do now and when I started getting into, like, The Bachelorette and comparing yourself to, like, contestants on The Bachelor, who even, like, then yeah. were supposed to be, like, normal women, but 
to go on that show now you have to like have lip fillers and like so many people have like veneers and like all of these changes that like I frankly don't have the money for and no not really a desire my parents spent so much money on braces which is why I had this beautiful smile um but I think it's so interesting because I used to use facetune not to like shape my body but I would use facetune to like smooth out my face um because I had like a lot of acne in high school and just didn't like my face um yeah I still don't but that's like a podcast for another time (laughs) um but I also would like whiten my teeth and all this stuff on facetune and I can't remember exactly when I deleted facetune but I was like this is kind of ridiculous because like this isn't what my skin looks like my skin looks like this and I put a lot of like work into my skincare so I should be okay with what it looks like now and love what it looks like because nobody has airbrushed skin it just doesn't happen it's um and it doesn't come from just drinking water and eating healthy (laughs) like just I feel like we should put that out there or just Um, like washing your face like no (laughs) no (laughs) that's not what that is just a tip never say to somebody who's complaining about their acne just wash your face because like no that's like not (laughs) that's just not helpful it's crazy I just not helpful at all and yeah I mean like I I now use presets um on Lightroom like I get presets off of Etsy but I like that just because it makes the colors in my pictures prettier and I like to have sort of a cohesive yeah I think that's a little different and I I think like it's I guess a conversation for a different day because I know we do want to like go into an episode really all about this but I think presets are a little different than like facetune I think there is something to said to be said about like not looking at someone's post who has like this beautiful preset where like the sky looks so blue and like the colors you know what I mean like you might look at your photo in the fall and have the sort of the colors more dreary and then you might be on Instagram just like why are there like leaves so bright and it's Mm -hmm. because of a filter like just like I think the problem with social media and all these editing things is knowledge of them because like like you said with um like your face and like smoothing out your face like you went on Instagram and saw people with very smooth skin you're like Mm -hmm. I want that and then and I want to post like that. Like, they're getting a lot of likes. I want to post photos like that. And so you Google it, and you're like, oh, they're using Facetune to smooth out their face. I'll do that, too. And mm-hmm. then it's, like, a sort of just, like, snowball of people knowing no one looks like that. But I'm going to yeah. make myself look like that because everyone else is, too. Yeah, it's, you know like, what this I mean? giant game of pretend, almost. Yeah. And, and it's, like, everyone's pretending, like... Everyone knows everyone's pretending, so, like, why? (laughs) Yeah, and that's something that I've really enjoyed. Well, not enjoyed. I, like, about the pandemic is so many more people have been transparent about, like, the filters they use and have stopped using it or have posted more, like, makeup-free selfies and all the celebrities, like, stopped coloring their hair, which, like, in in retrospect, like, it's a great show of solidarity. Um, But it's kind of sort of those interesting things to think about like in a pandemic like are nurses and doctors really gonna appreciate you not dyeing your hair or are they gonna appreciate you staying inside and not throwing parties uh, that's a whole other conversation but yeah it I think, really depends yeah and I think um it is really something that I focused on is following entrepreneurs who have really been killing it during a global pandemic um because so many people now love to share their sort of tricks of the trade and I guess that's sort of a good way to boil down like what our interviews are going to be about as we go throughout (laughs) these seasons is really talking to people who are super open about how they've about their journey and about how they've gotten to where they are now and that's sort of the other side of unfiltered like yes we're gonna be really real with you um, but also being honest about the hard work that it takes to get to being happy and successful. Um, so I think that's definitely something that we're looking forward to. Um, yeah, definitely. I think, yeah. And I know, Molly, you aren't really on Instagram anymore. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about that and, like, why you aren't? <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole episode. Yeah, yeah, I can talk about it. I mean, I still am on Instagram. Like, I have an Instagram. Mm-hmm. I actually was writing this morning 
like every year in my little notes on my phone I come up with like goals for myself like very basic goals um this like so this is just uh, I'm gonna go on a tangent just bear with me um so I like make goals for myself just like how much like money I want to put into my savings and like how where I want to be like with my job and like other things and I do I put it on this morning that I want to get back into like blogging and creating but Mm -hmm. I felt like I sort of stopped when I went back to work after being home for a while because obviously the boutiques weren't open and everything so I pretty much stopped then posting so like in May-ish Actually, I probably stopped, like, a little after that. And we were talking about this the other day, and I don't really know why, but I almost feel like I was just getting so frustrated with the platform. And I feel like I am a broken record with, like, every other influencer and blogger out there. But Instagram is just, like, not it right now. (laughs) They Mm -hmm. just are... It's just not... The platform is not building up its creators like it should be. The algorithm has really just taking a turn for the worst and it's very frustrating but I know I said something like afraid I almost feel like they like are filtering us and which I know I said that to you the other day but I really think it's like just so true the app is just has been filtering us and not like us meaning me because I don't think the app is filtering me but I feel like the app is filtering voices that need to be heard or that are saying things that aren't really like the prettiest thing Mm -hmm. I don't know I don't know like we could talk about like I don't know it's like we could have a whole episode on like shadow banning and people who started posting about Black Lives Matter like Mm -hmm. being sort of nobody started seeing their posts anymore yeah. But they were talking about something so simple and something so important. And for some reason, all of these platforms decided Black Lives Matter was something that they didn't want to put into the algorithm for people to hear about and talk about. Um, yeah. That's a whole other episode. But I think it is kind well, of crazy that... they almost made it, like, if you're talking about anything, like, political or anything um, that is controversial at all, it, they kind of just mm-hmm. were like, nope, like, you can't talk about this, which is kind of yeah. like okay, I get it, like, you want to be, like, a safe and pleasant space for everybody, but then it's, like, making it unsafe because these really important things that need to be talked about are unsafe. Like, they're yeah. a concern. There's something that people need to learn about, and if people are going to learn about it by scrolling through Instagram, like, so be it, but, like, you need to let that happen and not, yeah. like, block that because that's where young minds are getting their information. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, they're not going to the news set. I mean, I don't think any 15-year-olds are going to the news set and Googling it. Like, they're not. Yeah. <laughs> they're on Instagram. Yeah. So, like, that's where they're going to learn. And taking that away from the creators that want to share, like, their knowledge and their opinions and, like, the truth is just really messed up. And also just mm-hmm. another tangent, like, the fact that, like, women of small, like, thin bodies can, like, post in more like risky clothing like power to them they should be able to but women in bigger bodies that aren't like the traditional what instagram wants people to see should also be able to and they can't right now like that those photos get banned and the thin bodies don't get banned and like that's messed up Mm -hmm. and i saw a post the other day there was a magazine that posted somewhat more of like a revealing magazine cover and the cover with a white model got approved instantly and the image with a bottle of color was still under review and it's just there's so many weird I don't want to say weird because I feel like that is very reductive but I feel like there are so many problems with the app and it stifles small businesses and important voices and storylines in favor of what like genuinely like I I don't um, understand that because I think you put it perfectly that they filter voices that should be heard and that need to be heard um, for like no reason at all for no reason and I totally hear you on that frustration so I think that's something we're definitely going to dive into um, over the coming months as we continue to record these podcasts so anyway though in 2021 I'll maybe be back on Instagram (laughs) Yes, if, I'm if looking forward to it. If I can get over my anger with them. 
<laughs> but I'm, <laughs> We're gonna like, the I'm such a, um, like, if I'm nothing, if not a person to hold a grudge or I'm stubborn. Yes, I'm I am a Taurus, so yeah. I hear I'm you I'm not that. a Taurus, I'm a Cancer, but I am nothing if not stubborn and nothing if not someone who's going to hold a grudge. And yeah, that I just have been holding a grudge since like June. <laughs> I feel like that's a very good grudge to hold. So as we go along on a little bit unfiltered, we're going to try and work in quizzes in these one-on-one episodes without guests. So we're going to do some today and go over some of the like typical personality types and quizzes. But as we go forward, please send us ones you think we should do on air. We know BuzzFeed has a wealth of quizzes, but we want to do what you guys want to hear. So send us or in also, ideas. Or also, if you have any like like small business websites or just like somebody like if someone has a blog where they create quizzes like we want to do those yes (laughs) so like send them our way like we want to do all the quizzes we love a good niche quiz (laughs) yeah and honestly like love buzzfeed but i would love to do like quizzes that i haven't done before (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and like uh from like a totally like buzzfeed is predictable you know so i'd love to just like really anything Yeah. I don't know about you, but I remember my senior year of high school, my best friend and I, we would sit in the back of class. This is so terrible. I'm so sorry, Mr. Brown. uh, You're about to tell me my whole college experience. (laughs) experience. I feel so bad for my, I think it was like my AP English professor, but we, we would take quizzes and we would send them back and forth to each other, like the personality quizzes. So like we have been doing quizzes for years. So like, yeah, BuzzFeed's uh, gotten like predictable in the sense that I think collectively we've done like tens of thousands. (laughs) Yeah. No, that was me. Um, all of my college experience, every class just, you know, I mean, with my like roommate, we were the same double major. So we took all the same classes. So we all were sitting pretty much right next to each other, sending back and forth quizzes. Um, yeah, it was not, I don't recommend. (laughs) Just just don't recommend. (laughs) Yeah. Today, though, I think we're going to start with the basics of, like, personality types because Molly and I are both very into Myers-Briggs, Enneagram, Hogwarts houses, astrology. Um, We take all of that very seriously here. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I just want someone to tell me, like, the inner workings of my brain, and then I will tell you that they're wrong. (laughs) That's all I want. (laughs) See, you tell them they're wrong. I'm like, absolutely. You're so right. Tell me what I am. Tell me what to do. (laughs) No, I mean, you you have seen me how I am. I mean, let's get into it. Because according to, let's do the Enneagram first. Enneagram? Yeah, that's how you say it. Mm -hmm. So let's say yours because you agree with yours. Yes. So, well, a while back when we first were going to start the podcast, I was a three-wing two, which um, we'll get into in a second. But I did this a week ago, and I am an Enneagram one, wing two. And for those who don't know, there are nine different types of Enneagrams, and you take this super long quiz, and it groups you into one of the different types. So, like, a quick overview. Enneagram one, it goes from one through nine. It's the reformer the helper, the achiever, the individualist, the investigator, the loyalist, the enthusiast, the challenger, and the peacemaker. And so when you finish this quiz, it gives you percentages of which number you align most with. And so I think my difference between Enneagram 1 and 3 was about two percentage points, but I am doubling down that I am an Enneagram 1 wing 2. What a wing means, it's whichever number you align most with on the other side of your primary number. So I had more percentage points in Enneagram 2 than 9, so I'm an Enneagram 1 wing 2, which means I'm an activist, which I think I had in my bio. Yeah, it fits. If you know me, um, it just fits. And so it says, um, let me look through sort of a breakdown of the summary. So Enneagrams one wing two tend to be aware of the needs of others, passionately follow what they believe to be right, make principled ethical choices, advocate for social change and justice, and seek love, affection, and time around people. Which doesn't sound like me at all. Um, Wait, you don't but, think that sounds like you? 
oh no, it absolutely is. That was I have a oh, very dry sarcasm. Like, Wait a second. I was like, back up. Yeah, nope, that is absolutely spot on for me. I think Joan of Arc was a one wing too. I don't know how they know this about historical figures, but I think I will they make always it up. Ex- yes, I will always accept that though. If I have similarities with Joan of Arc, I will take it. Except for um Yeah. The I mean I think there. they just make it up based on like the story. You know what I mean? Yes. Like yeah, in sort theory, of like what you they were could known say for. like you could say um I don't know. I'm trying to think of, like, a random character. <laughs> I don't know. Um, you would say random character is anything if you find, like, the comparisons, you know? Exactly. So um, it makes sense. So, yeah, I love mine, and we'll get into what that means for, like, what one-wing twos and what Molly's Enneagram type is in relation to, like, Hogwarts houses, which is... We're getting fun. here. We're getting there. <laughs> We're getting there. <laughs> okay. So let me discuss... So, I've taken the quiz several times because I am not convinced. <laughs> but To put it lightly. <laughs> yeah, to put it lightly, I'm not convinced. Um, so, I think the first time I took it, I got a four-wing three. In the past, I've definitely gotten a three-wing four and a three-wing two. I've gotten a seven-wing six... Which, that time I got a sound wing six was purely, I was not answering this correct. I was, like, putting in answers for, like, my most ideal person. Like, if I was, like, the best version of myself, those were my answers. So, Mm -hmm. that, I mean, I'm not really counting that one. And then what I think I am is a two wing three. Got you. Because. Yep, so that would be, like, a helper. That's under that, like, two yeah, branch, yeah, yeah. Right. So I think it's either a three wing two or a two wing three for sure. I don't know if three or two is more dominant, like which one's more dominant, but reading the descriptions, I relate to two wing three more in terms of like how I am. Like I think three is very prominent in who I am, but I think it takes a back seat to two. Mm-hmm. You know and what I mean? What's the big difference between those two? Okay. So a two is all about, oh, I need to, like, um, this is hard. (laughs) Um, A two is, like, very um, compassionate and, like, kind and, like, there for others, Um, is, like, looking out for, like, other people, sort of, like, very empathetic. And a three is someone who's, like, very ambitious and sets really high goals for themselves. Both of them are, they, like, need people to like them. Mm-hmm. Um, relatable to like put it simply um they mm-hmm. like look to they're more like dependent individuals in a way that's like they just want others approval mm-hmm. which is true for myself 100 percent. so I don't know I mean it really could go either way yeah I think I feel like you definitely have more of a compassionate base from like the year and a half that I've known you. I feel like you come from a place of compassion rather than ambition. And I feel like that's the big difference because... Yeah. And I think I am very ambitious, Mm -hmm. but I think like if I was going, if something that, if something that was in my ambition, like I was being very like ambitious, but that was like in a way like hurting someone else or something like that, I would like take a step back and be like, what can I do to... Yep. sort of like alleviate their stress and I'm not going to worry about reaching that goal because this is like more important to me mm-hmm. you know yeah I totally agree I think to put it in terms for our Harry Potter fans um Enneagram yeah. type three is a Slytherin <laughs> Enneagram type two is a Hufflepuff so yeah it's a very different core um yeah sort of identity Enneagram one is a Gryffindor which um I don't know how I feel about that I am I think I, you're, I still think I, you're a Hufflepuff. I definitely think I have like strong Hufflepuff tendencies, but I'm like really committed to the idea that I'm a Ravenclaw. But I don't know. I keep taking quizzes and they put my Gryffindor and my Ravenclaw like neck and neck. And um, maybe you're Gryffindor. Yeah, because I also it's I think there is something about that as a descriptor is like you would put your personal safety in like in front of others like you would like risk yourself for a situation and I feel like that's kind of that kind of tracks I feel like Hufflepuff wouldn't go that far and I definitely (laughs) I joke yeah it depends yeah 
But um, so that's definitely also like my Hogwarts. Uh, Molly has a very um, oh interesting relationship with her Hogwarts houses. Well, okay, I'm the same. I'm I'm like this with all personality things. I question everything. <laughs> um. Yeah, so, I mean, I definitely think you're either Ravenclaw or Hufflepuff or Gryffindor, mm-hmm. <laughs> which um, I think I'm definitely either Gryffindor, Hufflepuff, or Slytherin. <laughs> <laughs> all that Ravenclaw, and I'm all that Slyther- Slytherin. That's good. Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, so, I don't know. I've always thought I'm a Hufflepuff, but I've definitely always known I have Slytherin tendencies, which tracks with this two wing three thing. Yes. Totally tracks. Because I know that I'm Hufflepuff. Like I know I have those core values based on like how I think and how I act and like just my like life. Um it like my how I act you know what I mean? Anyway, yeah. I just know, but I also know that I hundred percent do things that are Slytherin ish. Mm-hmm. So that tracks. But then my um, Myers Briggs, which is ENFJ. Mm-hmm. I mean, You're I've ENFJ read ENFJT, right? Yeah, we're the same. We're yeah, we're the same. Um, which is fun. Yeah, so we're both ENFJT, and I've read that ENFJTs are from based on. I mean, every like site says something different. Sometimes they're not that like. They haven't done their enough Harry Potter research to know. So you really got to find the good ones. But from what I can tell, ENFJTs are usually Gryffindors. Yeah. So that really threw a wrench in the whole thing. <laughs> so We're I having really an know. identity crisis. Yeah, I'm having a small identity crisis, and which is fine. And I could go even deeper into it. I mean, there, I don't... I mean, have you, like, read into, like, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them? I haven't. Okay, so you haven't. So, there's four, there's different houses in, like, that, those books. Mm. Because it's the school that's in um, the United States, not the school that's, like, in the UK. Oh, this is so interesting. Okay, now I want to go read this. (laughs) So, it's, like, a totally different school. I mean, it follows, uh, you've read the Harry Potter books, right? Yes, except for the seventh. I got too sad reading it. <laughs> okay, I haven't read them besides the first one. <laughs> but I've seen all the movies and, like, I know the plots. And I, I'm i more of a... Um, I've done all, like, my research. <laughs> yes, you're very um, well researched on this. Yeah. So they have different houses. And I'm confident about my house from Okay, wait, the... I'm going to look this up. Oh, you're looking it up? Yes, I, I need to know. I don't know how to pronounce any of them, though. Because I've never, I guess it's like Puckwudgy, Puckwuggy, Puckwuggy. This makes me so happy. I have no idea what you're talking about, but yes, just keep saying it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So honestly, everyone's going to be watching this that knows how to pronounce it and they're going to cringe. I know what it is though, but that's definitely. I feel like that's kind of Gryffindor. What? Like, I think that's like a Gryffindor equivalent. So they're not equivalents. People think they're equivalents, but they're not. I have this huh. on my phone. I have this prepped and ready to go. Um, yeah, people think oh. they're equivalents. People think the Wampus is a Gryffindor. And yeah, because it favors warriors. Yeah, and that the Pugwuggy, Pugwuggy, Pugwuggy? I'm going to say Pugwuggy. I think that's right. Just say, just, we, we should cut this part out. <laughs> no, we are totally keeping this in. What are you talking about? Okay, keep it in, keep it in. It's fine. Um... People say that that one, that the Pugwuggy is, I need to figure out how to pronounce it so I'm not pronouncing it wrong this whole time. just keep saying it right now. This is, like, <laughs> making my night. Oh, gosh. Okay, well, people say that's um, Hufflepuff. And yes. that Thunderbird is, Thunderbird is Slytherin and that Horned Serpent, or no, Thunderbird is Ravenclaw and Horned Serpent is Slytherin. That's not correct. <laughs> if you, like... yeah. It seems like it, but it's not based on, it's not, ha- they're not based on each other at all. Because, basically, somebody who's done more research than I have on Harry Potter and Harry Potter houses, basically, a Hufflepuff is, like, on the map of, like, how the personality types line up, is 40% Thunderbird, 
so the in what people think is Ravenclaw, but 40% Thunderbird, 38% Puck Wedgie, 12% Horn Serpent, and 8.7% Wampus. Okay. Then Slytherin is an even is pretty much an even split of all three of all four. Hmm. And then a Gryffindor is um, 36.3 of Thunderbird and Puck Wedgie, and then Horn Serpent and Wampus both have like much smaller percentages. And then I don't have the one for Ravenclaw, but basically they're not the same at all. Okay, now I need to go read this. Because it's based on, like, the four different, like, parts. It's based on, like, body, mind, soul, and heart. And so your heart could tell you to, like, be more Slytherin. But you're still led with your heart. You know what I mean? That's so interesting. Now I want to go read these. I want to, like... Your, like, mind could tell you to be like, super brave, so then you're gonna be, like, a Gryffindor, but you're actually a... You know what I mean? Do you have those books? No. (laughs) I was gonna say, I need to find someone who has them, because I don't want to give J.K. Rowling more money, but Mm. now I want to read them. (laughs) Yeah, I haven't, I haven't Um, read them, but you, you just watch the movies. Yeah, maybe I should. I love Because that's, like, where I got into it, and then I'm, like, like I said earlier, I'm, like, more of a research person. Like, you can read, like, the Harry Potter books and, like, get to know what the houses are and everything, but if you, like, fully, like, dive deep into research, you can, like, people have broken down the different characters that are in the different houses and, like, what makes up, like, that character, like, Hannah Abbott and Cedric Diggory, like, people break down their personality traits, things they say in the books and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's just, I think more, I don't know, I'm a research girl when it comes to stuff like that. I love that. Okay, I want to throw something different at you because I feel like we just did a Hogwarts deep oh, we dive, <laughs> which we could do a whole episode on. We should get Brooke on because she watches the series about once a week. Oh, um, I just watched the whole thing from like start to beginning. You should de- definitely text her. Oh like, my gosh. Fully. Well, I should do it again and watch it with her. I expect. <laughs> Yes. Oh yeah, my and gosh, then I told do, you like, my whole like friend group is doing. We're doing a Harry Potter book club, so we're actually like, I haven't read all the books, but I'm reading them now. We're reading them from start to finish, and like have days where we're gonna like meet and re- talk about them. I love that. I miss book clubs. I, I know, never me did too. a book club, but I I was so excited. Like once I graduated to like do a book club with friends and like wine and cheese nights. I and know. Then, like, we need to do like a little bit of book club. We should. Like we need to. I would love that. I want our first book to be Untamed by Glennon Doyle. Like okay. that, I've been wanting to read that. Um, she is absolutely incredible. It's all about, yeah, we'll do a whole other episode on that book because if you haven't read it, read it. It's on my Christmas list. But also there's a podcast with Sarah Spain. She's a sports um reporter and she has her own podcast and she did an interview with Glennon Doyle and Abby Wambach who are married and it's just incredible listen to it highly recommend um I'm so excited I'm gonna send you the copy after I'm done it's so good we're gonna have a whole episode on books because Molly and I love a good book and love a good podcast oh yeah we can do like a whole like book recommendation podcast about like all the best books so we've been recording for a while, and we have a lot more to say, and we have all of our rapid-fire questions that we want to get to, but we realize that you might not have an hour and a half, two hours to sit down and listen to us talk, and you probably have things to do that are very important, like go to work or make dinner or things like that. Um, so we figured we'd splice up our first episode into two parts. And you don't have to wait at all for part two. If you want more, you can just click out of this episode and scroll down and find part two. And we will get into all of the fun stuff, like whether we prefer coffee or tea, um, what our favorite Taylor Swift era is. Um, We talked about that one for a while because, um, as you will hear, we don't do rapid fire. We do rapid fire questions and we spend five minutes on each question. But... (laughs) That's fun things to come. Um, So, yeah, just scroll down, check it out, and let us know what you think. Bye, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of A Little Bit Unfiltered, A Little Bit of Production. You can find us everywhere at ALBU Podcast. We hope we earned the privilege of your time, and we'll see you back here. Same time next Monday. Bye.